Hello, welcome back to Ask a Monk. Today, I will be talking about dealing with uh, terminally ill patients, hospice care, and some of the ways that I would think uh, one can approach people in this condition and, and help them through the practice of the meditation. The first thing to note or to discuss is uh, in, in regards to generally or, or general practices in terms of teaching meditation, whether it's terminally ill, it, it doesn't just uh, relate to this specific group of people, but in any, in any case when you're teaching meditation there are certain principles that you have to keep in mind. Uh, <clears throat> the first one is that any time that you're teaching meditation you should also be mindful yourself and that's probably the most important principle to keep in mind that uh, it's not simply or it's not good enough to, to simply know the principles uh, and, and to have book theory the in order to teach and in order to be effective and in order to really be able to respond and interact with the, the, the patient, the student, uh, one, one has to be practicing. So at the time when you're teaching, at the time when you're speaking even, you should be, you should try to remind yourself of the things that you're saying. I mean, otherwise you fall into uh, all sorts of uh, biases and emotions and you become stressed yourself when the person doesn't respond favorably, you, you, or uh, you can get caught up in your own emotions, uh, go overboard, you can become overconfident and, and overbearing, and, and uh, it becomes difficult to, to remain objective and impartial and impart the truth. I mean, the truth is something that is uh, very difficult to understand and very difficult to to keep in mind, it's, very, it's, it's easy for us to slip off into illusion and fantasy and give the wrong advice. When we're teaching we want to, to give something useful, we want to be appreciated and so if we're not careful we can easily slip into bias and prejudice and, and find ourselves just saying something that sounds good or that, that uh, is going to give a favorable response from our listeners, which uh, may not always be in line with the truth. You know, something that sounds good, a feel-good sort of philosophy, uh, it's not good enough. And that leads to the second point uh, that in general I would uh, recommend for anyone who's going to teach meditation, besides practicing by yourself, uh, have it clearly in mind that your approach to it should be a meditation, you know, it should be a meditative uh, interaction with the person and the only thing that you're giving to the person should be information. You shouldn't be giving them yourself, it shouldn't be about you or your uh, guru status, you shouldn't be giving them an image or a presentation of some, you know, uh, charismatic or uh, uh, you know, impressive 
personality. The the whole idea of of, of guruship or or, or you know, impressing something on your students is is quite dangerous, and it doesn't have dangerous or not. It doesn't have the desired effect. You you can impress someone emotionally, and you know I've tried this, or you know if if you try it, you can see for yourself the the results. The result is people have great faith in you, but they don't really understand what you're saying. They put more emphasis on the uh, the, the 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 messenger rather than the message, and so it's easy to get caught up in this as well. The uh, giving yourself as the message and, and pumping people up and giving them confidence and encouragement but not really giving them any skills much more useful than giving uh, an image or confidence or encouragement and you know, being a support for people to lean on is helping them be a support for yourself that's that's I guess the third thing I would say is that you're you're not there to uh, be a support for them you're there to teach them how to support themselves which is, which is very often overlooked. We're much better at, or much more inclined to be a support for others and have them lean on us and depend on us, which, uh, as I'm going to explain, is, is really a part of the problem, the dependency. Once they can be strong, which is really the problem uh, that we face because we've gone our whole lives without building ourselves up, without strengthening our minds and, and giving ourselves the ability to deal with difficulty. And so when it comes, we, we're, we're, we're still children. We act like, we're like young children. We can cry, grown adults will cry and moan and just want to take drugs and, and medication and so on. So the, what, what you should be there to give is, is, is information. Now, the point about meditating is that you'll give the right information and the information you give will be unbiased, impartial and will be a service to the person like you're there as a book um, or you're there as a kind of like a, a uh, coach someone to you know, stop you when you're going in the wrong direction and push you in the right direction and encourage you but because you're mindful, because you're, you're uh, there, you're, you're present, you're in the present moment, you're able to respond and you're able to catch the, the emotions of the other person and you're able to see the state of their mind, feel and experience it and, and react appropriately and interact with the situation without tangling your own emotions up in it. So stay mindful, but don't give impressions, give information and continue to give information and constantly give unbiased information telling people you know, the, the results of this act not saying them don't do this don't do that but but you know explaining to them why it's better to do this and better to do that and so on so th these are general principles that I would follow uh, in terms of the meditation first be mindful second try to give information rather than some kind of feeling uh, because it's the information that they will use and it's the technique that they will use. It has to come from their feeling, it has to be their emotion, it has to be their uh, volition and their, their courage in themselves. They have to be looking for it. If you are pushing the meditation on them and they're not there, it's not coming from their heart, uh, they'll do it you know, to 
to keep you there, to to um, impress you and so on. And when you're gone, and, and and even when you're there, it won't be from the heart, and and it won't have the desired results. So you have to be, you have to be step back and let them, let their heart come forth, let their intention come forth. Um, and uh, thirdly, that you know. That is, that is, the point is to make them self-reliant. So by stepping back, by, by just giving them information and not bringing your own ego into the equation, you allow them to step up to the plate and, and take their own future into their hands. But this is, uh, this is more pronounced, I think, with people who are in great suffering. First of all, the, the one thing I'd say about people who are in great suffering, there, there are, there's, a disadvantage, there's an advantage and a disadvantage that they have. The advantage is they see things that many of us don't see. They are experiencing the reason for practicing meditation. We practice, one of the great reasons anyway, is, is because of the eventuality or the, uh, the, the danger that we all face, that we might be in this situation at some point. Well, they're in it and they can see the need to meditate or the need to do something. They're looking for a way out of suffering. They have the suffering that all, many of us are blind to, we forget exists, and so as a result we have no strength or fortitude of mind and when it comes, we, we like them, like, like people who are in it already, we're unable to deal with it. So they're looking for it. There's, this is the advantage is that the people who are suffering greatly at the end of their lives, people who are terminally ill, uh, they're, they're not looking to pass the time or to, uh, you know, they're to, to seek entertainment and so on. They have a problem and they're looking to fix it. They're looking to find a solution. So they, they, they can be a really good audience in this sense and this is why often giving, in this case, giving information is often enough. But it has to be confident information, and you have to be able to give it uh, in, in a way that they understand. You're, you're not just giving them a book to read, or you're not just reading a book to them. You're explaining to them, and you're going through it. I'll try to explain, basically, what the sort of things that I would teach. Now, the disadvantage with teaching people who are terminally ill and so on is because you're often fighting with a... Um, a alternative or a, a different way of treatment. So the treatment in hospitals, <clears throat> which quite often has to do with medication, um, you know, will very quite often get in the way and it's going to be something that you'll have to work around and, and it, it's always going to lessen the effects of the meditation. If people who are on medication will have a very difficult time. You know, medication based on uh, or medication of the sort that, that uh, is meant to relieve pain or dull the pain uh, is a real hindrance to meditation practice because not only does it dull the mind and, and muddle the mind but it also it reinforces the avoidance of, the, of the, the difficulty just like alcohol or recreational drugs it's a form of escape and so not only does it it hurt the body and affect our body, our, our brain's ability to process information, but it also affects the mind's willingness and ability to deal with pain and, and suffering. It, it sends you on the wrong direction. So 
I would say one of the first things that you should explain to, to people who are on medication or who are in this position, hopefully people who haven't yet decided what form of treatment they're going to take, is explaining the differences of the, in the treatment. That, yes, medication is something that uh, is, is going to solve the problem in the short term. But in the long term, it's, it's, it's going to lead to a dependence and, a, and an addiction. And the only way to, to have it effectively work is to drug you up to the point where you're unconscious. Because it's going to have less and less of an effect. Your body is going to become more tolerant to the drugs, and so you'll need more and more and so on. The pain is going to become more intense and your aversion to the pain will become more intense. I've had a direct experience. Uh, my grandmother was quite ill and they drugged her up in a nursing home to the point where she couldn't even recognize people uh, because, you know, this was their way of dealing with it. It was laziness and it was sloppiness and, and it was negligence. Uh, when she had pain and she complained about it, they just increased her medication rather than, you know, going to see a doctor or so on. They just increased it to the point where she still had no pain, but she was uh, more or less unconscious to the world around her. And when this was realized, they took her off the medication. But then she was in incredible suffering. She wasn't able to deal with the, the, this pain that she had been learning, you know, teaching herself to avoid, to run away from, to, to stop, to, to escape through the medication. And so as a result, she was in, in great and terrible suffering that was very, you know, most difficult for her to deal with. So we, we should explain this and, and try to make it clear that uh, there are alternatives, that it, it's actually in our better interest to come to, to terms with the pain and to, to die with a clear mind. If we're going to die, that our minds should be clear, we should know what our do, we're doing, we should have a, a, you know, the ability to find closure with our relatives and so on, with a clear and, and, and alert mind. And give confidence that there is another way and explain that, uh, explain basically the theory of the meditation. And so here goes exactly the sorts of things that I would say to them. I would, I would talk to them, you know, get right to the point about pain and say that, well, this is the, this is going to be our, our training in this in, in the meditation practice to uh, deal with the pain or to approach the pain and to change the way we look at the pain. You so so you you explain first about uh, the the nature of feelings. You know that that the physical feeling is actually not really the problem. The problem is our uh, inability to accept it. Uh, the the fact that it it bothers us and to explain to people how when you when you actually look at the pain and when you're actually there with it you can see that there's two things there's the pain and then there's your aversion to do the pain and these are quite separate and encourage people to to look at it to examine it and and to become comfortable with it explaining that as you look at the pain and as you examine it it you're able to see that it's it's something that comes and goes. It actually has no effect on the mind. The, the problem is that we've developed this wrong idea that there's something bad about the pain, you know, based on our worries and our, our, our feeling that somehow it's going to lead to injury or, or, or it means something more, more significant 
in terms of an illness or, or causing death. Uh, so eventually to the point where any little pain uh, causes suffering in our mind. We can explain to people that we're, we're actually causing the suffering ourselves by our aversion to the pain. So explain to people the, uh, the relationship between the experience and the suffering, how in, in the beginning there is the, the tension and the pressure in the body, the, the body being in a, in, in a specific uh, position and the pressure build up and the, the stiffness build up and so on. And then there arises this painful feeling. Now once there arises the painful feeling, the mind picks it up and starts to run away with it. Uh, now it depends how the, the state of, of mind of the person, how much you want to go into detail, but at the very least you should be able to explain to them that they, first of all, that the feelings are going to be our focus, that what, you know, make clear to them what we're going to be dealing with, what the meditation is designed to do. It's designed to help us to work through the feelings and to, to come to let go of them and actually overcome them to the point that they don't bother us. Uh, and explaining how we're going to do that, that we're going to actually focus on the pain and try to remind ourselves the nature of the pain uh, you know, is just a pain or a feeling and so we use this this word that we have explain to them the technique of meditation you know the word the word mantra if they've ever heard of this or if not explain to them what a mantra is it's something that helps you focus on an object something that helps you to come to uh, see only the object and to to uh, keep other things from interfering from uh, distracting you, so to keep yourself focused on a single object. Now what that does is keeps you focused on simply on the pain. Now reminding people that the pain is not the problem. Once you're focused on just the sensation for itself, what you come to realize is that it's actually not a negative experience. It's not something unpleasant. And what doesn't have a chance to come in is this judgment, this disliking, this upset about the pain. We're going to be able to separate the, uh, the feelings of upset and, and stress and anger and, and frustration about the pain, sadness from the actual pain itself and just experience the pain for what it is. And you can reassure them that it works, tell them that you know, you've done this and so on and, and they should try it for themselves. If it doesn't work, they can, uh, they, they're, they're welcome to stop and to try the medication. So basically saying to people that you know we want to try this as an alternative and see what you think and and if it doesn't work you've always got the medication to, to go back up on to, to, as a backup now once you've explained this we can you know this is the theory this is something that they have to keep in mind then you can start them on something simpler say you know this mantra this word that we use the idea is to allow us to see things clearly so we have to we, we teach people to start practicing it and and find a simple object to practice it on the basic object of our contemplation as many of you are aware is the stomach and this is use, very useful for people who are in bed you know, lying down when you're lying down and you're relaxed you'll find that the stomach is quite evident and easy to follow and so we watch it rising falling rising falling and, and keep our mind on it and we have this word that allows our mind to focus only on the stomach. When it rises, say to yourself, rising. When it falls, say to yourself, falling. And your mind will focus on that object and that object only. It won't, nothing else will come in to distract it. 
or your mind won't be flitting here and there. Your mind will become focused and concentrated. And for a time, you'll find that uh, you're able to find peace and, and clarity of mind. Now, as you do that, you'll find that from time to time, pain arises. And especially if you're terminally ill, terminally Ill if you have a sickness and so on, you'll find that, that these sharp and unpleasant sensations arise. Now it's at that point, and you can lead people through that, so you can have them start to watch the stomach and then it start to explain as they're practicing, as they're watching the stomach, explain to them about the sorts of things that might arise, uh, the most prominent being the feelings, the, the pain and so on. And say, when the pain arises, try, you know, we can always go back to the medication, reassuring them that they don't, this isn't going to be, we're not trying to torture them, but reassure them to try first to acknowledge pain, pain, to just remind themselves of the pain and keep their minds on the pain. Because the truth is it's only when their mind slips away from the pain into judgment, into aversion, into dislike or, uh, of the pain, that it begins to give rise to thoughts of how to get away and how to change it, how to find some way anyway to escape the situation. As long as you're focusing on the situation, seeing it for what it is, it doesn't even enter your mind that you have to change the situation. It doesn't enter your mind that this is a bad situation. There's no room for that. Your mind is full, fully aware. It's fully focused on the object itself. You don't have to explain all this to them, but you know, have them try it. Have them uh, you know, see for themselves whether it, this is true or not, what the, the result is. I tried this with a woman who had stomach cancer and she was she had had it for about seven years she was in her final stages and so she was on some pretty heavy pain medication and right before she was going to take it I said well let's try this and this is exactly what I did with her I led her through the watching the stomach rising falling and then she was suddenly this pain arose in her stomach and she wanted to take her medication and I said well try this first you know see see what, what it does say to yourself pain pain and so she closed her eyes and she tried and I guess she 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 did she tried it she said to herself pain and then she fell asleep she found she you know she passed passed out into into unconsciousness probably because she had you know not been been sleeping very well due to the pain and the suffering but as a result she didn't have to take the medication at that time now I didn't have time to stay with her and she obviously would have stayed on the medication. But if you can keep up with this, if you can help people through it um, and, and explain to people again and again and, and keep encouraging them through it and leading them through it and meditating with them and saying, let's try it again, eventually you, sh you can, if not wean them off the medication, you can at least help them to keep the medication at a minimum or only when it's incredibly severe. And in fact, as I said, the, these sorts of people are uh, prime, can be prime material for the meditation practice and can gain great insights and, and, and wisdom. Uh, they can actually mitigate some of the effects of illness and some people are able to overcome the illness as a result of the easing up of the tension and the body's better ability to heal itself. But at the very least, they'll be able to uh, deal with the end of life and, and they should find that especially with the help of someone who's done it before and who is encouraging them through it and reminding them about these things that uh, 
that they, you know, they, they, their, their whole attitude will change and uh, they, will, they will become much, you know, in many ways a new person, much better able to deal with the difficulties and the problem. So I think that's my cue to finish. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening, for tuning in, and uh, I hope this helps to, and I hope that people are able to use this for helping people in these sorts of situations. So thanks for tuning in, all the best.